Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Jim Harold, welcome back. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? So glad to be with you and talk spooky stuff and talk campfire. You've got Campfire 6 coming out in the fall. Correct. So every time you hear a story on your Campfire podcast, the A material is going to hopefully find its way into one of those volumes. Yes, yes. We've done five of them, and this will be the sixth. And this time, I'm really, I said, you know, I'm going to really pick the best of the best. And, and some of the stories you'll hear tonight will be uh, in six, uh, book six, so you'll get a little little preview. Do your contributors, the people that call in and tell these wonderful, amazing stories on Campfire, did they know? It's almost like they're not rehearsing, but it's almost like an audition to be in the book. They bring their A game, right? Because there's a chance it may end up in the book. Yeah, I, I think uh, so. Now, I really haven't promoted the books as much the last few years, but I definitely think that people who are read the books, yeah, they, they, they want to be in the books. And, you know, at first I was worried about that. Would people want to be uh, in the books? But they love it. You know, I send them a free copy and, and all of that good stuff and, and let them know. And I've never had one person say anything but good things. They're all excited to be in it. And I kind of like it because, you know, Richard, maybe some people will never listen to a podcast. But, uh, you know, a lot of people will read a book and it's kind of a way to codify them in addition to having them on the show. There's something about having it on the printed page, whether it be a physical book or an electronic book like a Kindle book. There's something to it that uh, there's a permanence to it, I, I guess. Right. Of course. They're immortalized. Mm -hmm. So yeah. by my figuring, you have no fewer than what, five podcasts on the go. You've got Crime Scene, you've got Campfire, of course, you've got Paranormal Podcasts, you've got Soulmate Stories, you've got... Well, some of those are active and some of them are not. It's kind of, uh, uh, you know, those other ones you mentioned, Crime Scene and Soulmate Stories, those are kind of on hiatus. My main two are Paranormal Podcast and Campfire, the free ones, uh, which I put out every week. And I think uh, Campfire is up to like episode 506 and, and Paranormal Podcasts almost at 700. And then... Uh, I have a premium offering, and, and there's a 
bunch of shows that I do kind of on a wheel, and I put out eight of those different episodes. There's UFO Encounters, Cryptid Report, The Other Side. Um, uh, there's a number of shows I do for that. They don't, I don't do them every single week, Ancient Mysteries on the Air, but I, I put together an amalgam of them, eight episodes every month. So I'm putting out... Let's see how many shows a week, uh, a month. I'm putting out at least 16 episodes a month. Uh, plus, uh, I had shared with you, we recently moved. So I just made sure I've been doing those 16 every every month. And then, uh, you know, there have been some additional things I've been doing, and I'm going to pick back up with my YouTube channel and so forth. So it's a full-time gig, and, and I'm very thankful for it, and I love what I do. So you can't ask for much more than that. No, you can't. You can't. So we're heading into summer. And I always think of summer as campfire season, right? This yes. is when we uh, we get outside, we camp, uh, we uh, we make a nice little bonfire, and uh, there's an innate an innate need, I think, for humans to to tell stories. It's 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 uh, you know primordial. It's I mean we go back to the caveman days, returning from the hunt, gathering around the fire, and you know swapping uh, war stories or ghost stories so that's sort of the premise of campfire right people call in absolutely and they share one of these one of these stories what do you have for us today well i'm going to start off with uh we had talked about coast to coast am uh, the, the great show of course you're uh you're a regular uh, host on that a guest host and uh this story actually started off with someone listening to coast to coast am and as you can imagine a lot of my listeners listen to coast uh and hopefully vice versa as time goes along. And this particular person, she said, you know, she didn't have a lot of time to, to listen to a lot of content, but kind of her guilty pleasure was driving home from work at night and listening to Coast to Coast AM. And one particular night, uh, it may have been you, it may have been George, I'm not sure who had a, go, uh, a guest on, talking about reptilians. And, you know, the theory that uh, there are reptilians, they're nefarious, and and they're kind of covering their tracks and appearing to be humans and so forth. And I'm not going to come down on one side or the other on that in regard if there are reptilians or not, but that was the thesis of this particular guest. So anyway, uh, our caller, Mary, was sitting at dinner with her husband. And her husband, and we find this a lot, you'll find one spouse who is the believer and one spouse who is the skeptic. And the husband was definitely skeptical. And they're talking along, and it's both of them and their, I think, three-year-old child, kind of sitting up in a chair, kind of, you know, uh, baby talk and, and, and playing with whatever, you know, as little kids do. And she's saying, oh, yeah, the, the, you know what? This this makes a lot of sense. Maybe there's something to it. And her husband is says something like, well, you know, if this is true, why don't the reptilians uh, reveal themselves? And all of a sudden, the little three-year-old, out of the blue, pipes up and says, people not ready yet. <laughs> and then he goes on with his baby talk and continues continues on or you know he could talk but it you know childish things and the funny thing is is that uh, now the son has grown up and mary the mom has asked him and uh, not only does he not remember it, he's a dyed in the wool skeptic too taking from his dad but uh, <laughs> I, right, I, I right. thought how weird is that why would a little boy all of a sudden come up with this thought people not ready yet where where does that come from 
Exactly. Exactly. It, it's important to pay attention to, to little kids of that age because I believe that they are, uh, you know, they, they're not, they're not cynical yet. Right. They don't have all of these, these filters yes. in front and, and uh, you know, they'll say things like, you know, they'll talk about their imaginary friend and we often dismiss that. Right. Right. And I don't think we should, we should be so quick to dismiss these stories of mommy, there's a monster under the bed or there's someone in my closet, or I have an I have a friend named Billy, uh, and you right. know, he, he comes to me at midnight. You know, we got to right. be more mindful of that kind of stuff. I also wonder, and I agree with you. They're kind of like they don't realize that none of this stuff can't be true yet. So <laughs> they've right, not been right. trained. But I also wonder if there's a thing like they're closer to the veil because they've been around. You know, it's closer to the time they were born, and somehow that that nearness to the birthing process, somehow they're closer to the other side. I don't know, I, but I, I definitely think that's true. I think that, and I think that of pets. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, uh, but we've had our, our one dog in particular, he'll just start staring and there's nothing there, or at least nothing we can see. And I often wonder about pets too. Can they see presences? Can they see maybe ghosts or spirits or whatever it might be? I think these you know, these things are real and both pets and kids can pick up on them. Right. I was uh, doing open lines on Coast a couple of weeks ago, and we, I had a couple of calls of, from people who one had a, a little dog, a little terrier of some sort, and and uh, would stare at the corner of a room, up in the top corner of the room, and just start growling for no reason that, that you know, we could see or he could see. And then uh, the same dog would kneel at a, uh, they had a like a, an easy, an easy chair, a reclining chair, and the dog right. would would sit up at the chair, uh, and and start panting and barking, as if it was begging for a treat, and there was no huh. no one sitting in the chair. So, right. and I hear this a lot. Cats, you know, cats inexplicably will will bolt from one room into the into another for no particular reason, but they have to be in that room or they have to get out of that room all of a sudden, or yeah, you'll see them staring into a corner or or at a wall hissing. So they're they're perceiving something. Yeah, it, 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 uh, there's something going on. I think there's something definitely going on there. Um, but who knows? I mean, I don't know. The one thing that's tough about these stories, and I don't know if you feel the same way because you get a, a ton of these stories through your viewer, various programs, is that you always want to know, well, what's next? And it's, a lot of times the, 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 the stories are kind of like an amber. And there's no resolution. It just kind of leaves you with a big question mark. And and sometimes it, it it's annoying that you can't take it further, that there's no answer. It kind of reminds me, when I was a little kid, I used to love the American TV series In Search Of. In fact, yes. I think that's what got me going on all this stuff when I was a little kid. And uh, I'm like, but where's the answer? And And that's one of the frustrations of doing what we do. There's not necessarily most of the time an answer it's just a a big question mark but that's right there, it's particularly, still fun. yes it's there's you're right there's very rarely a resolution unless it's proven to be uh, one story is proven to be a hoax right there's rarely a resolution but i always look at that as job security jim as soon as <laughs> we have all the answers you and i you know we'll have nothing left to we're talk out, about we're out of we're out of business now that's why don't you point. share another recent story from campfire uh, this one happened a few months ago, but the, the strange thing was, is that, and this will tie into someone who you've talked about on your shows, 
Um, one thing that I notice, and you might notice this with Coast when you do open lines, the way that I do my show is that I open up time slots for people to call in. And I don't say call in on this night if you've got a UFO story or this night if you've got a ghost story or whatever. I just say call in whenever, as long as it's in these time slots. And I joke that sometimes the show will produce itself because themes will come through those sessions. Because a lot of times the way I put my show together, I don't necessarily put the blocks. Each each call is standalone and I edit them together to make a show. It sounds like a continuous show, but that's how I do it. Like building a little model railroad set is what I compare to. But sometimes in the construction of that model railroad, when you're doing one of those sessions, getting the raw material of those calls, there'll be a theme that you never intended. So this was back last October, but it's so remarkable to me, is I got uh, a call from a gentleman, I think he might have been from Ireland, I'm not sure, and um, he had uh, uh, talked about a, a girlfriend of his, and I, I can't believe, I think maybe she passed or he was thinking of her, and uh, all of a sudden his iPad came on and started playing um, uh, a blues record that that she had purchased for him and uh the artist playing was robert johnson you've mm. talked about robert oh, yes. johnson yes the the, the devil at the crossroads yes 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 so anyway that was fine and good and it was a fine story uh and then i had a caller from the uk who called in and i was talking with her and it was another story about music and she went to a friend's funeral and um, and uh, basically there was a very kind of synchronistic playing of a song on the radio and uh, they came in and the same song was playing. They were late and the same song was playing and it was a, a song that he loved. So she saw that as a sign. And it was a, it was a nice story. And I said, oh my goodness. I said, you know, just by coincidence, our previous caller just was talking about music and how he was thinking of his friend who bought him the Robert Johnson record. She said, who did you say? She said, I said, uh, Robert Johnson. She said, oh, oh, you're not going to believe this, Jim. Uh, I'm an artist and I just finished a sketch of Robert Johnson at the crossroads. Oh. And she sent me the artwork immediately after the call which was the artwork for right. the episode. I mean, again, explain it, that. That could be a co now, that that's more of a story about me than a story about campfire. But sometimes the synchronicities and I'm sure you've had this in life. The synchronicities are so great that I've a very hard time of uh, chalking it up to coincidence. Now, I don't know what that means. Um I'm not sure what that means, but I, it I, seems to mean something. I've had a number of, there have been a number of times when I've been thinking of a song. It's like that there's a German word called Orwurm, which means earworm, right? Mm -hmm. And then when a song gets stuck in your head and, and you can't get it out of sure. your head, it's an earworm, an Orwurm. And um, so I've, I've had that song and it's an obscure song. I like deep tracks. I like kind of, you know, Call them the B side, maybe of right. a lot of singles, and yeah, and you, you don't turn over the forty-five. Yeah. That's it, and they don't get a lot of airplay. 
So I'll have a song in my head and then all of a sudden I'll turn on the radio in the car and there it is. There it is. Yeah. That's happened. I would say probably a handful of times over my, I don't know, say the last 40 years it may not sound like a lot, but it makes me, it makes me sit up and take notice. And as you say, what is that all about? It's, it's like when you, I guess it's the same thing when you look at a, a, a clock radio and you see 1010 or, and everywhere you look, you see that number 1010, I guess, what is that? The universe trying to get your attention, but for what yeah. purpose? I don't know, but it's yeah. when you notice it, it's, it's so, it's so jarring and amazing. Uh, and, and maybe that's all that's, there is no point to it other than, wow, that's amazing. And then the other thing I think is that there's something or someone telling us, Sometimes I think it's a wink, a wink and a nod from the universe saying, yeah, this stuff is real and don't forget it. You know, I wonder about that too. Not not saying one thing or the other, not getting across a point except to let you know. Uh, it's kind of like the old saying about aliens. Uh, you notice them and they notice that you notice them. Yeah, I think it was John Keel. I, I, uh, it, it, maybe by delving into this stuff, and I, maybe I notice more of these kind of things because I'm sensitive to them, not in a psychic way, but sensitive to the, the reality of them. Maybe the universe once in a while wants to give you or me a nudge or other folks out there a nudge and saying, yeah, this, this stuff's real. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. real. It's, it, well, it, it's true. It's enough, it's enough to keep me going. I tell you, it's like I'm a horrible golfer. I rarely golf, but, and it, it's frustrating. But if I hit one good shot, in yep. 18 holes, yeah, I'm hooked. I'll come back again and play again. It's, it's yeah, exactly. it just takes you one. Just, it takes there's one. always hope. There's always yeah. hope. Do <laughs> you have another story from Campfire for us? Yeah, here's one uh, a while back, and this one is really disturbing. It's very sad, actually. This was from Lucy in the UK. Um, she had been at university, and her dad was helping her um, come back home. And uh, they lived, I think, a couple hours away from the university and they were driving back and they had a car and they had a trailer because she had a lot of stuff. So they're driving on the motorway, as they call it over there. And this Lucy notices on her side, uh, a car starts to pass and it's almost a green glowing car. It, it doesn't look like a regular car, a regular paint job. It's almost like it's, it's glowing, like iridescent. And then she notices this woman with this bright red hair who turns and looks at her with kind of, this is audio only, but it's kind of like the, the mouth, the gape look and eyes wide open. Right. I'm making the face now. Nobody can see it, but <laughs> eyes wide open, I can see mouth it. open. Yeah. And uh, it, this stays this way for, you know, uh, 10, 15, 20 seconds. And, and her father goes, do you, do you know this person? Do you know who this is? And she says, no, I, I don't. And they start to think, it's like, what in the world's going on? Are they playing a trick? And then they thought, oh, you know, we have this trailer. Maybe something's ready to fall off of it. Let's pull over and check it. So they pull over to the side of the road. The father gets out, looks, everything's okay. Uh, he tells Lucy everything's okay. He starts to go and get back into the car. Uh, he's instantly struck by another car going full speed. He's oh, thrown like 20, no. 30 yards, and he's killed. 
And um, Lucy thinks that that, whatever it was, was a harbinger of doom, maybe like a banshee. Right. That it had, it was either warning or predicting or something her father's demise. And I had even asked the question because later on we did a follow-on YouTube video on this. And, and I said, you know, this is a very sensitive thing, obviously, to talk about. And... Um, and and she said, no, I I want people to know about this. And she said, you know, doctors and things thought that maybe she constructed this to make sense of it, to help her deal with it. But she swears that uh, that it was uh, real and it happened. And she puts it down to the idea of being a harbinger of doom, kind of like a banshee. Uh, the only, I guess, happy part of the story is, is that her dad had had a new place, I guess, he had gotten. And he had wanted his adult son, her brother, to see it, but he'd never gotten around to see it. And after all this happened, they went back to his home. The brother came in, you know, for the services and to take care of things. And um, she was down the hall. Her brother was in another part of the room. And she said she looked to the front door and her dad was standing there looking at her brother with the biggest smile on his face. He'd finally made it to see his place and he I guess he was so happy that uh, that that his son did and that made Lucy happy in the sense she knew he went on and and he was okay but boy what a sad sad and scary story about horrible, a harbinger horrible. of doom yeah horrible yeah and that's the thing about campfire and, and these types of stories it's a mixed bag you've got some very reassuring ones you've got beautiful stories where loved ones come back and get a message across and those kind of things and then you've got ones that are you know very sad or very scary hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Uh, I don't know if this is one that you were prepared to talk to uh, about, rather, but um, you had a recent campfire. It might have been your, your most recent uh, episode, and it's um, a woman gets a call from the devil. Oh, yes. She was house-sitting, and um, she got uh, all these weird things started happening. 
you know, and it was kind of like she was, I think, in college, you know, so this was great. She was taking care of this house. She was making money. But then weird stuff started happening. Stuff started moving, sounds where people weren't. And then she got this weird call. And I can't remember exactly what the entity said, but it was, uh, who are you? Why are you there? Who are you? Why are you there? And, and kind of like really just kind of accusatory and nasty. Uh, and this deep guttural voice that I can't imitate because I don't have the hormones to do it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, anyhow, so time went by and she got through it. But the whole time she felt very afraid and very scared. And then she had an occasion to talk to someone else who had stayed at the house. And they concurred all the, the, and she didn't tell them anything about what happened. She just said something like, oh, you ever have any strange stuff happen there? Oh, yeah, this happened. And there were noises in rooms that people weren't and all these things. But, and the guy says, you know, but the worst part was when the devil called. <laughs> <laughs> matter of fact, just matter of fact. Yeah. Yes. Just, just happened. Be, you know, and, um, Oh, that reminds me. Now, I'm going to give you the flip side of that. And, and as we often do on this, we get, uh, uh, we get, uh, I've got to remember the story, but we get the opposite side. So anyway, this one guy, he was a Southern guy called in and he said that, you know, uh, he had had a heart attack and a stroke, like a series of bad medical events. And uh, before this happened, he got a phone that just two or three days before this happened. He got a call and somebody answered. And um, I mean, he answered and somebody came on the line, very kind of reassuring. I kind of picture a Mr. Rogers kind of voice and just said, uh, hi, Kevin. I just wanted to check on you and see how you're doing. Uh, I haven't heard from you in a while and just wanted to make sure you were okay. And... Um, Kevin goes, I think that was his name. He says, uh, well, I'm, I'm okay. Who is this? And she said, he said, well, Kevin, this is Jesus. And he's like, okay, okay, sure. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And uh, he said, well, I just wanted to make sure you're doing okay. And that was it. And he said, thank you very much. And hung up. And within two or three days, he had all these health crises. But he made it through. Hmm. He made it through. So he, um, he thought, and, and he still believes that he got a phone call from Jesus. So I guess uh, on both ends of the spectrum from the other side, uh, there might be some phoning going on. Uh, now, if he could check his phone records and get a... Uh, I think he did, and there was nothing. Nothing? Yeah. Wow. Which I know you have your own scenario with that. Yes, we've talked about uh, my conversation with the late R. Gary Patterson after yeah. he passed. Yeah. Right. He, I think that's what happened. I'm not, I can't say a hundred percent. I could be misremembering, but I got a call from Gary. I'm pretty sure after a couple hours after he passed. Yeah. Uh, and we just passed the anniversary. I, that was uh, four years ago. Wow. And that's the thing is, you know, why wouldn't the other side ghosts, whatever it might be, use technology to communicate with us if they use other means why wouldn't they use technology right of course the question is i mean I, i'm curious to know you know what does it look like on the other side when they're doing this do they line up like at a phone booth waiting to, <laughs> to reach our side and it's like you know they must be incredibly impatient right because sometimes 
it's not the voice that you expect that comes through. You're not always receiving a call or a message from someone you know necessarily. It could just be, I guess, yeah. maybe the next person in line on the other side who got their chance to speak on the uh, the otherworldly payphone. Yeah, I'm 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 often uh, I'm bad about this. When you mention one thing, it reminds me of something else. And getting a message from a different person than you expect or want is something I've heard from various psychics, and I had personal experience with that. Um, we were doing a show, gosh, must have been 10 years ago, with a psychic by the name of Carol Obley, uh, who's been on the show multiple times. And, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to trick her or anything, but I, I, I wanted to do some audience participation. So I had my wife call in, but I didn't tell Carol it was my wife. And uh, I was going to disclose it after and disclose it to the audience. Uh, but I, you know, just have her do a little mini reading uh, on my wife. And my wife was hoping to hear from her late mother, who had died, uh, you know, quite a few years before. And um, Carol gives the reading and is talking about things, nothing from the mother. And, and, and then towards the end of the call, she says, by the way, um, I'm, I'm feeling the energy of a younger person. Who died? Who were very close? Who was very close to you, very unexpectedly, very violently, getting a, a, a Robert, something like that. Uh, um, does that mean anything to you, Dar? And and she says, uh, yes. And she said, well, he wants you to know. He says hi. Uh, Bob was her best friend in high school who committed suicide. Uh -huh. She had no way of wow. knowing that. Right. Because at that point, my wife had no social media. Um, it's, I mean, I'd had no personal discussions with, with uh, Carol about my family or about anything like that. And, uh, you know, to me that, that uh, and I've heard other psychics like Jody Levon and different people say, sometimes the person you want to reach is not the person you reach. Sometimes it's somebody else. I believe that. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's so many, uh, you know, people who we know that have passed on when we stop and think about it, you know, relatives that we may not have known that well, there, are, we, pro we probably have hundreds of people on the other side that would be interested in communicating with us. Yes. Yes. And you never know when you never know how, uh, I, I do this little thing. I had an uncle who I was very close to. He was like my second dad. And I inherited a lot of his tools. And, you know, I'm a little handy, but I'm certainly not going to be on any DIY shows. Uh, but, I, you know, if I need to find a certain size socket or something, uh, I'll say, uh, John, okay, help me out with this one. And invariably, my hand will go to the exactly the, not, not like propelled by some invisible force, but I'll reach out and grab the, 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 the right socket. Or if I can't figure something, I'm like, okay, John, help me figure this out. And I figured it out, and I, I kind of have that as a little almost kind of a mental talisman uh, right, when right. I do That's anything. Cool. It's like, help, help me out, John, uh, because he used to show me how to do things around the house and things. So uh, it's, it, it's kind of neat, and it's nice to know, and I do believe this, that our loved ones, they may be gone from this physical plane, they're still out watching out for us. Right, right. On a similar note, I uh, sometimes call on my late father to help me find a parking spot 
and it always works. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull into a now, not so much now with COVID because places are empty here in, in Canada anyway, but I'll pull into a busy parking lot and I'll say, dad, which way left, right. And I just kind of, I just quiet myself and I let my, my, that inner voice, I guess, I turn that over to my dad and I would say nine out of 10 times yep. I'll find a spot and it might be like just one spot at the way at the far end. And it's like the only spot in the whole place. Yep. They, they, they look out for us. I believe that. That time for another campfire story, Jim. Uh, the, the, now, I don't think we've covered this one before. It just came up on a best of show. And uh, I think it's such a compelling story. So I think it's a it's a really good one. This is about, uh, well, someone who got uh, something uh, from an estate sale that uh, brought a little something extra with it. This was Michael from Los Angeles. And he had gone, I think it was to an estate sale or an auction or something. And he was looking around at different things. He bought a couple of items and, um, you know, he, he was looking at some different things and, and it was a little too pricey for him. And um, so he gave the woman his card uh, who was there, an elderly woman, and said, you know, if you, you know, if you get to where you want to get rid of some of this stuff, maybe it doesn't sell or whatever, let me know. So anyway, uh, the week goes out and she calls him up. It's like, oh, these people are trying to rip me off. I liked you. Come on down and get a bunch of stuff. I'll give you a good price. So I was looking at some things and there's antique mirror there. Like, you know, big, heavy, leaden mirror. And um, she says, take this too, because I think this is meant for you. <laughs> so he kind of like, well, I didn't really want the mirror. But, oh, okay, I'll take it. So he takes it. So anyway, he puts it up in an upstairs bathroom, a bedroom. And all of a sudden, weird stuff starts to happen. Uh, he sees spirits. He hears spirits. Um, you know, just weird stuff starts happening in the house. So one day, he's downstairs. It sounds like he was on his couch or something, taking a nap. Nobody else in the house. And upstairs, basically, he hears what sounds like a party going on. And he goes to the upstairs bedroom where the mirror is. And he sees a group of people dressed in old-time clothes. And the one guy comes up to him and he says, We came with the mirror. <laughs> and he says, oh. We love to dance. And that's where you come in. <laughs> oh wow oh wow and then he had a whole series of events that happened uh he had a paranormal investigator in who confirmed that there was something going on but the interesting thing is michael i just did a youtube video with him a couple months ago and he kept the mirror he still has the mirror and in fact the mirror makes an appearance in the youtube video that we did and to me that's amazing because i would be like Okay, mirror, away you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, the late Rosemary Ellen Guiley, oh, yes. used One of my to uh, work with mirrors and uh, and scrying. As a, as a yeah, scrying. That's right. And used to say, you know, never sleep with a mirror in your room facing the bed and things like that. And uh, 
I took that to heart. I mean, I don't, I don't have a mirror in the bedroom. A lot of, oh, you know, boy. the wife would like a mirror in the bedroom. They like one, you know, within reach so that they can, you know, fuss with their hair or whatever. Right. No, not going to happen. Oh boy. We well, have I, a mirror I think it could be a, it could be a portal. It could be a portal. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there is something mystical and, um, I, I'd actually talked to Rosemary about this years ago, and uh, I actually think I had somewhere a black mirror, but I got rid of it because I was a little, uh, it wasn't from, I don't think it was one of her books, another book I had, and it came with an actual mirror, and I was a little afraid of it, but this idea that you can look at the mirror and kind of call up the spirits, the psychomantium, that kind of idea. That's it, the psychomantium, yes. Uh and it freaked me out a little bit, but I now I'm worried because I, I shared with you that we just moved. And I got a new bedroom set that has a mirror in the bedroom. Well, so make sure mm. it's not facing the bed, and you'll be all yeah. right. Okay. Well, I will. I will take that under advisement. Get that done. I'm going to tell Dar that tonight. <laughs> we got to move this thing. So, how do we listen to campfire? Well, you can. The beauty of it these days, Richard. As you know, it used to be kind of complex to listen to a podcast. Now it's very easy. Basically, you can listen to Jim Harold's Campfire anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any uh, audio app basically these days has podcasts. Just type in Jim Harold's Campfire and it will be there. Or you can check it out at jimherald.com. Fantastic. And how do we become a, uh, a Plus member? Well, first, listen to the free shows. I always say listen to those free shows first. But if you decide you want the whole back catalog going back to 2005 for all my shows, you can go to jimheraldplus.com, click on the banner, and get your first month for a buck. Fantastic. Jim, always a pleasure. I always uh, leave it too long. I miss you. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk on Coast soon. Excellent. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Richard. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. 